Hello. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good night. All righty. That's it. That's yeah. it for us. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing all right. And yourself? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Good, good, good. What have you been up to? Anything fun? No. Good. Just, good. Just being quarantined, you know? Well, not yeah. quarantined. Just staying at home to help the people. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. You yeah. Know. What are you drinking? Uh, this evening, I'm having some water. Uh, I am feeling very sore from cleaning out my grandparents' house yesterday. So, like, this morning when I got up, I was like, I'm not actually getting up. I'm <laughs> staying here for a while. So, I've been, like, legitimately j- drinking water and a couple of ibuprofen every couple of hours just because I was like, mm, I'm, I'm, yep, feeling it. Just a very sore day. Yeah. And I'm going back again tomorrow, so. I mean, the cleaning out the dumpster thing with grandparents is always like, you just look at things and you're like, why did they keep this for so long? It's, I have right now, the things I took, I took a wooden wall clock, which had never been taken out of the box. Nice. It's actually pretty nice. I'm, if I don't put it up myself in my place, I'll probably give it to someone because it honestly is a, a clock. And I have about now 20 old keys. Not like, oh, this was like for my apartment, like 10 years, like old timey keys like the dungeon keys i have like 20 plus all different do you know why they have 20 dungeon keys i found them in an old desk that had at least one compartment that needed an old key okay and they were just all in there i'm keeping them now one they all look like very cool and like they're all uniquely and handmade but also i'm like expecting now one day for someone to be like oh i just bought this chest at this store but like it has a locked compartment i can't get in and be like Use one of these. They'll have to work. You're the key guy now is what you're saying. I want to be the key guy now. And okay. honestly, yeah, and keys are interesting. When you, you know, when you think about it. Like keys are built for just cool. Yeah, exactly. Especially old-timey ones that are like, like, I was shocked when I was going through them. I'm like, oh, none of these have a skull on them. Interesting. <laughs> They're like very old. Like shackles, probably. One of them is for a pair of shackles, probably. Good to know. Just in case you ever find yourself in a pair of shackles and you're like, where's my key? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I have oh, it. Yeah. Oh, got her. I got him on me. And a key to the shiffer robe. Just in case the shiffer robe gets, someone gets locked in the shiffer robe. It would be difficult. How do you get fit in those drawers? That's where the skeleton key comes in. Exactly. Yeah. But it's nice. Yeah. So I did that. And the thing I've been doing lately, Avatar The Last Airbender is on Netflix. So I've been watching I've heard. all of that again. Did you ever watch it? Uh, no. Oh, my God. Scuba, you got to watch it. It's more than a kid's show. I've heard that it's more than a kid's show. I'll just, it's tough, but maybe I'll I can understand. I can understand, especially if you haven't seen everything. The first couple episodes are like, like, yeah, it's good, but it's a kid's show. It takes like halfway through the first season for like there to be a step into a darker tone in a, in a way. Okay. And like I kind of find some more maturity, but I love the show. But it does it's go fan- dark at a certain point. I'm using the word dark in quotation. It gets serious. Like character, everyone takes the, sh- the, the drama in the show seriously like even the jokey comic relief characters have very serious moments and like because the whole show is based about a war going on so like that's never thrown like off into the trash like people never forget there's a war happening so i think that's what makes the show a little bit more than just a kid's show that and great action and animation and story all right i'll check it out yeah like 10 years later i'll check it out Oh, absolutely. This is the perfect time. Right? Everyone... It's actually 13 years later. Oh, boy. That's yeah. on me. And it's 40 years since uh, Mount St. Helen exploded today. It is. And you want a fun little anecdote? So I was ordering some barbecue spices today. 
mm-hmm. uh, from a company, and they had one that just came out today called Eruption mm-hmm. to okay. commemorate the anniversary of Mount St. Helens popping. <laughs> so, did it does did it say anything like does the money for it go? Not that I don't think there's like still a, a charity that's like we this money goes towards restoration for the the eruption though people did die and it, it's crazy like but anyway did you buy this did you buy this I'm, I'm clicking into right now just to see if there is a charitable aspect to it i did not I actually have my cart already built and i just clicked like i used apple pay mm-hmm. and uh then i'm going to direct me back to their homepage. i saw it and i got very upset because i couldn't i couldn't redo it to get my to get the e- eruption Mm-hmm. Oh, erub. Oh, eruption. Yes. Okay. I didn't know there was the B for it's a barbecue rub. Yep. Okay. Ooh, that's 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 pretty smart though, right? And uh, it looks kind of like magma. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, is not being donated to any form of vintage forty-year-old charity. Well, that's good actually. I I would be more concerned. That like, this a- goes towards the Mount St. Helen charity. It's like they're open still. <laughs> they're still going. Oh man, that's good. well good on them. I guess. All right. Yeah. So we coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment. This is the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. Or podcast. We do have two trailers of the week this week. Yes, we do. Uh, first one was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered coming. Our first video game trailer of the week. That's true. Um, I'm I'm excited for it. It was, uh, it was a great game that I loved growing up. Admittedly, I only ever played the first. I only ever had Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. Which on our last also, episode, you did, you did vouch for heavily. Before we even knew about this news. That's true. Because I'm psychic. Um, and the winning lottery numbers are 16, 25, 34, 14, and 8. Um, but my problem is when I had Tony Hawk, I only ever played like the first warehouse level because it's like the best level. That's all I remember from Pro Skater 1. Yeah, don't so get, that's all don't get me played. wrong. Like, so I think the rest of the game was a, uh, a Mandala effect thing. Yeah, exactly. We were like, there were other levels? It's like there was. There was a lot of levels. Um, but I'm somewhat. I'm excited for it. I'm still holding up like another skate game, um, as well. A, a bit of a downer. Licensing issues. They can't use all the original soundtrack uh, for the Tony Hawk games. But they've redone it, which is pretty cool. That is true, absolutely. But I mean, I need all of my real big fish and my um, gold uh, three hundred gold finger, gold finger. Yep, yep. that's banned for sure. Um, probably a couple Blink songs were in there that they're probably not going to be able to use now. I mean, let's um, see if we can, I can really, let me just, let me pull that up for you. But, you know, I just, I need the full experience. I need to hear my, you know, mid to late nineties punk, ska, rock, and alternative. I need all of it or else I can't hit my double backflip, kickflip. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Scuba. I know, I know what you mean. You know, that's just, that's just the life of a guy, you know, Hey, I wear skates, scoot shoes everybody all right i'm just i'm just a normal guy i wear skate oh you're wearing skate shooters or, or skate shooters <laughs> skate you shoes. Want to say sk- oh there you go skate shooters what are skate shooters i don't know um it looks like goldfinger was on the pro skater soundtrack exactly you don't think i don't know about my goldfinger and where they where and where they haven't been i know my goldfinger all right bro 
right. Don't question. Don't question my love of Goldfinger. I mean, I'm right? just that... shocked that we talk about it on the pod, and then you know we both say we're gonna make a call to Tony Hawk, and then you know what happens next. Okay, he he didn't want to have to talk to us on the phone, so he probably told EA. He was like, "Hey, just just show the t- trailer. I don't want to talk to those guys tonight." Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But we got two skating games out of it, Pro Skater mm-hmm. 1 and 2, which has to mean there's a Pro Skater 3 and 4 coming soon. I doubt, I actually doubt they would, if they would do that. I think they would, the next, if they remaster any more, Tony Hawk would be like the Undergrounds and then like American Wasteland and then like Project 8, which Project 8 is actually a pretty good one as well. Um, but other than that, I don't think they would do three. They'd only do three and four if they're like, we'll do DLC. Here's like a couple maps from three and four. That's true. Maybe. Four, the 40... zoo and four was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's animal rights now. They got to be careful. It's, you know, it's 2020. Right. That's whole whole different. You got to get PETA to approve you skating near that many endangered species. Really? They might not be able to remaster the zoo map because some of the animals don't exist anymore. So they're like, how do we animate that? I don't know how to do that. So you're saying that you don't want uh, to use that new PS5 graphics video to demonstrate a skating game? No. And here's the thing. I watched the PS5 like, uh, oh, look at how great these graphics will be. But I'm also watching it on like a, a laptop that can't go past 1080 and a TV that can't go past 720. So I'm just like, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looked good on this TV. But like until I have a 4K TV and a PS5, I won't. I'll be like, yeah, no, it look, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. No, it it makes sense, but I mean, it does. It looks good, and then they just yes. like that's the whole thing of like they sell us televisions by showing us commercials of other TVs on our televisions. Yeah, which doesn't make fucking sense. Mm-hmm. But like the video looked good. I think you just had the people like the people from Epic Games talking in the background, being like, "And this is," and you're like, "Yeah, but I feel like other video games have done this. Maybe I don't know." The biggest thing to me is graphics do play a big part of games, but. It comes down to um, just physics you can put into the game, um, game development, in, how you integrate certain things. Actually, um, Naughty Dog released their trailer and gameplay for Ghost of Tsushima recently. Oh, really? You should check it out. It, they have a lot of. It, there's no mini map on the screen, so the way you get directed is by the wind. So you follow the wind to get around. Interesting. And as well, and they have a lot more natural things that can direct you. They're like during the demo they show like oh like here's a very uniquely colored bird if you follow it it'll lead you to a different mission and like you'll see smoke in the distance like the only reason the smoke's there is because that's a mission so it's like it's that's what makes a game i feel far better than graphics and then you need to take in little extra things like look how the wind blows like oh, okay you feel more invested in um what's where i'm looking for um engrossed okay in the story but like watching some of these new demos i'm like yeah no it all looks good but like until you give me the game to play it doesn't matter how good it looks because if it doesn't play well and i'm not like totally enveloped in the story or the gameplay then cool that's great i'm glad like you can see his pores yep (laughs) i know he's gonna have an ingrown hair tomorrow yeah exactly oh that's a side mission ingrown hair get rid of that oh i gotta get it i think it's kind of of interesting the like night dogs take on the the lack of a mini map and going that route with like Mm -hmm. the wind and a bird because you think about it, like, Far Cry 5 was recently one of the, the first games to be like, hey, we're going to, you're just going to meet people, and that's going to be how you get missions. Like, you're just going to be walking mm-hmm. around, this guy's going to be like, let's go do this. And you're like, okay. And really, it didn't work out, because it's stuff like you're just going to one person to get a mission. So, yeah. I hope that there's, like, I, every generation, that when it changes, like, you hope for something that's more, like, more free-flowing and less, like, structured. Mm-hmm. A lot of games recently, they've done, 
not away with the mini maps, but they've been able to build up how you can play without it if you want. Like The Witcher has signposts everywhere that at least will be like, hey, here's this city. So if you then check your quest log and it says, I have to be at this city, you can at least work your way around yep. and then kind of bump into stuff, which is nice. Red Dead Redemption did the same where like you could ask NPCs if you turn the mini map off, like, hey, I'm looking for this. And they'll be like, oh, head that way. And you're like, okay, that's stuff like this. The From looking at the trailer for Ghost of Tsushima, it seemed very much like you're not really interacting with characters unless it's a cutscene. It seems more like people people will just kind of say something at you, like, "Oh, this these woods are cursed," and it's like, "Okay, well something's in here now." Now I know, like, <laughs> I got a boss fight. I can go in here. It's less that they're like, "Hey, let me talk to you." How's it oh, going, thank friend? You very much. Oh man, I could really use your help. And then you have six options to be like, "Screw off." What can I do? Sarcastic. Um, but that's what I that it really got my uh, attention seeing the trailer and be like, okay, this is like a very much an open world. Without it felt doubt. like that. Yeah. It seems like to be very cool. I'm excited for excited for remastered skating games, but more excited mm-hmm. for the future of video games. People are saying they're very hyped about like the whole the hard drive that PlayStation's using is very much like the load times are completely changed. It's so much different than what I guess Xbox is doing that mm-hmm. I kinda wonder if there'll be a competition come the holiday season, but I kinda doubt it. For sure, but I think you okay. I'm good. All right. Um, I think for me, Microsoft, I think is actually going to have the leg up going into this because the because the Xbox is essentially compatible with all PC games. So Xbox players have that benefit of like, oh, I can play this game with my friends that play PC. I don't have to be like, I'm just stuck on Xbox. Yeah. That Sony players or PlayStation players have that problem, but as well, I feel like Microsoft is far easier at adapting because they essentially run Xbox as a PC rather than true PlayStation being its own solo thing, which kind of is what slows down Sony sometimes. Cause it's like, all right, well we just, we got this, this is all we got to work with. Okay. <laughs> well, Xbox is like, Hey, what if we like use this patch? Like, what if we add Cortana to our, our, our laptops? Yeah, that's interesting. And then why don't we add this to the Xbox? Oh, the, the paperclip guy. Yeah. Let's give him to the Xbox. Get Clippy, get Clippy in here. Thank you. You're welcome. Clippy. I had Cloppy down in my notes. I knew that was wrong. I have a plush Clippy that I sleep with every night. Oh, that's interesting. Yep, circa Microsoft Office 2002. Mm-hmm. Oh, you went to the expo? I did. Oh, we did. Oh, I was, nice. yeah, a very well-defined eight-year-old. Oh, yeah. Taking notes. Just trying to get my Clippy on, dude. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we do have a second trailer of the week, which is Pete Davidson's new movie, The King of Staten Island. Yes. Looks really I'm, good. Yeah, I, it's also... If I'm not mistaken, it's directed by Jed Apatow. I know he's producing it for sure. I think he's directing it as well. Um, I'm very interested in this. I like Pete Davidson, and I this seems like a great role for him because it's like seems very. It talks his character as someone whose father was a fireman and then died, and he's kind of like a nobody. He's trying to get his life together. Pete Davidson's father did die. Yeah, for was a fireman in real life and died during 9/11. So that's I think is what's going to make this movie and his uh, portrayal of this character a lot more grounded, and you'll be able to feel for him a lot more and I feel that he can express more because I like Pete Davidson but everything outside of this trailer I've seen him in he's just like hey I'm the guy in this movie like hey how's it going he's not like a character yep so this excites me to be like okay let's see like what Pete Davidson can do because I actually I like his his uh comedy I've seen his specials and all that like I really like him SNL I don't think he gets a lot to do except from like weekend update where it's pretty much just like Pete Davidson come out and say something yep most of the characters he plays are like, oh, hi, I'm weird. Ah. 
or like just background like uh you play this senator because we don't we need someone just to stand there be a senator so i have so, i did watch a like a behind the scenes with him and judd apatow for this movie mm-hmm. it's only a few minutes long but basically this movie is going to it's essentially autobiographical of his life yep if he had not gone into comedy and instead decided to be a tattoo artist yeah it's basically how they took it so it's he, a couple of his friends are characters in the movie it's really interesting i'm excited for it. i think it's gonna be a really good movie yeah agreed it looks and also i like judd apatow i like all of his movies i think his biggest problem is sometimes they go a little long like funny people i love but you could probably cut at least 20 minutes from that and you'd be like okay this is this flows a lot better um but like just even the trailer a lot of the scenes watching them like i was actually laughing out and also bill burr's in it i love bill burr so like and that's another thing is like oh getting to watch bill burr and he'll probably have like a couple good scenes where it's like <laughs> he's doing dramatic stuff. Um, I'm excited for uh, King of Staten Island. I'm going to preemptively good. give it, um, I'm going to give it four boom mics out of five preemptively. I'm going to go right to it. Wow. Gonna, yeah. I'll throw a, I'll throw three and a half tattoo needles out of five on there. Ooh, I like that. I'll give you um, seven out of eight uh, fireman mustaches. I will give you, 15 out of 19 uh, Dalmatians. Oh, because, yeah, firemen have Dalmatians. I was thinking, like, 101 Dalmatians, and I'm like, well, you messed up with 19. (laughs) You're not even close, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that looked good. That was another good trailer that I'm excited for. Definitely. It's a it's a good time for trailers. We're also dealing with a lot of, like, movie pushbacks right now, so. Yeah, I saw today Christopher Nolan's Tenant. He needs 80% of movie theaters to be open for it to be released. Like that's like we're never like seeing cut. this movie. It's getting pushed back for sure because the biggest problem is that like it needs New York, Chicago, and L.A. Like it needs those three cities to be open to get any of money because Nolan's films are great, but they're not. Other than the Dark Knight trilogy, they're not really like money makers yep. per se. They they usually will make their money back, but they're not like oh wow we made it uh, we got three times the budget back. It's like we made we got the budget <laughs> we got it cleared, but they usually. In the long run, his movies hold his movies hold up, but they usually also then get like awards at at the tail end, so that helps yeah. the studio out. And also, he's a fantastic director. But he, I saw that today. It's I like it's getting pushed. <laughs> I mean, bound to happen, right? Like, yeah, you, we just like in the current situation we find ourselves in, like, you know, yeah, like things are reopening. You know, there's a plan, but at the end of the day, it's also like if things reopen too, like, when are you going to see a movie? When it reopens. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to be first. If a movie theater opens on, like, let's say a month from now, which is very unlikely and not according to the plan whatsoever. No. Maybe August I'll see a movie. Like, it depends on what's out. But I don't know. We're kind of, our next topic on the rundown is uh, Alamo Drafthouse has created Alamo On Demand, which is all these movies that they had in their catalog that you can now rent or buy through their platform. Um, movies like Parasite, Butt Boy. Like great movies and a lot of like mm-hmm. smaller time movies, art, art, more art movies, more festival movies, art house. Yeah, art house. I refrain from saying that because I don't really know what it means, but it's. I think it's. I think people prefer to say art house than an art movie because then people would think like an art movie, so it's about like a painter, and they're like, no, 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 it's actually about a drug addict who's a train conductor. And you're like, oh, what? Why are you calling it an art movie? So you add the house and you go, oh, art, oh yeah, art house. Oh yeah, I love those movies. Oh man, that one about the uh, depressed fisherman. Oh man, <laughs> so, that's a good one. So sick. Oh man, I cried and I don't even have tear ducts, bro. 
Yeah. But, uh, so, I mean, like, I think it's just we're going to get to a point where movies are definitely booming with at-home releases right now. Mm-hmm. Mainly kids' movies, honestly. Yes. Like, and then you also have any movie really released on Netflix is doing well. Because everyone has Netflix and no one knows what to watch. Exactly. So, I watch, like, recently I watched Capone, which we had, mm-hmm. we had a previous trailer of the week. You haven't yes. seen it yet, so no spoilers. Just because I want you to watch Tom Hardy as a gangster for the third time for this podcast. Yes. Um, maybe fourth at this point. Um, again, Tom Hardy's as a gangster. Like, it kind of looks like when you look at him, if you took one of the Cray brothers, preferably mm-hmm. Ronnie Cray, the not the not super suave one, yep. and aged him, that's what his, his version of Al Capone looks like. like yeah. And the entire thing, I thought it was going to be a different movie. Yes. I didn't realize there's a significant portion of the movie. Well, the entire movie is essentially his descent into madness due to syphilis. Yep. Based on, like, syphilitic dementia and these other things. I thought it was going to be more like a, a mob movie. He's like, I have to do the, the one last thing. Really, it's not. This movie is a spiral of a man who was, like, at the top of his game and then went to jail with syphilis and then didn't get penicillin when it came yes. out. Is basically how it goes. And everything that happens, it, like, I'll, I'll, you know, I won't spoil the ins- like the inside juice from that, but like from what you get from the trailer, I mean that's what the movie is. Mm-hmm. Not as great best portrayal, honestly. I'd give it like four out of ten chomped on cigars. Ooh, wow. Four out of oof. Like how many um prohibition hidden kegs of beer would you give it? Is is one keg the measurement? No, you pick the measurement. I just want you to use oh, that. Like half, <laughs> I just want you like, to use that metaphor. Half a keg out of three. Oof. Yeah. Oof. It's not okay. it's not Tom Hardy's best movie. Supporting cast is all right, but like mm-hmm. it's just it's difficult. It's hard to watch too. It's hard to watch only because it's such a very real situation for a lot of people when mm-hmm. they have a relative who's like, you know, with dementia, with memory loss. Like it's kind of his portrayal is what I've seen from like seeing it firsthand in certain things. So it's like, yeah, it's good. I don't think, I don't, to my knowledge, I don't think he portrayed it in as bad. Or I don't know how Capone was towards the end. I'm sure that they had enough research to figure it out, but I would say not good. Cause you also got to think what year was it back then? Like 1930, 1940. It was like 1940 something like, yeah. So it's not like medicine and like, Hey, we, we got great uh, rehab centers and nurses that can be at your house at all times. It's like, no, I'm just. I used to be a butcher, and now I kind of just, you know, I try my best to clean them up. <laughs> yeah, but Josh, uh, Josh Trank, um, who directed Fant Four Stick, yep, wrote, directed, and edited this film. Wow. Now, did you ever see Fant Fant Four Stick? The Fantastic Four film. I'm calling it Fant Four oh, Stick because no, they called one? it the the newest one, uh, the, the one with Miles Teller yep, and uh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, and Jamie, uh, Kate Mara, and Jamie Bell. Did you ever see that one? I think I saw it. I saw that one in theaters, and I remember watching it and be like, "Nothing's happening in this movie." Like, it had a great setup, and like, yep. the, the all the actors in it are fantastic. And like, like watching them, it's like, "Oh, what if they're younger?" Okay, interesting. But like, nothing happened when the climax was happening during the movie. I just kept being like, "This is the climax." What's like, next? It was, like, it was more so. I was like, "We're, we're here now." Like, it just kind of sprung up on you because like. Quick now dive in the fan four stick. Yeah, we didn't schedule this, but like the first act is usually like where the characters find like, oh, we're going like here's the inciting incident where we, the everything sends us on our journey. The first act in this film is like more so 
like, oh, we're just all meeting each other right now. We're all still meeting each other. And like, yeah, I kind of have like a plan of what we want to do, but we're still just kind of all knowing each other. And then like the second act is like 20 minutes of just like, we all have our powers and things are tough. And then the third act is like, all right, let's all put it together now. And here I, we go. Yeah, it was, oof, it was a rough movie. I remember, I think I texted you that day after I got out of the theater, like, I just watched this. This was horrible. Yeah, you were not um, pleased. No. So I was very interested when I saw that Josh Trank was directing, writing and editing this because he hasn't done anything since. Because also the day before Fan Forrest came out, he tweeted like a year ago, this movie would have been a thousand times better, which everyone's like, that's not a great thing to put yeah, out. Yeah, definitely a good thing to say. Yeah, I think he actually got like sued by the studio because they're like, you can't do that. <laughs> you just like now we can uh, sue you for saying that the reason the movie didn't make any money is because you tweeted out it's a bad movie. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think. Yeah, but I it's it's just it's one of those movies where I won't watch it again. Mm-hmm. I might if it's ever on, I'll probably watch it again. But it's just difficult. Do you think it'll be a movie that like catches on like the room where it's like like you got to watch this? Like it's kind of it's so weird that you have to watch it. Is you think it'll be one of those movies? I don't think so. Only because the st- there's nothing new in the story. Mm-hmm. there's nothing innovative it's just one person's like you kind of just go through it you basically follow him the entire time and it's just his his spiral and eventual you know it's no no surprise to anyone the man dies in the 40s wait what yeah he's not oh still my... walking around in florida oh trying my to, like... god cool we gotta can you stop the podcast for a second yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that would happen. It's just, it, yeah. It's but I'm glad I watched it because I like mm-hmm. Tom Hardy as an actor. I think it's worth it. But that's true. Not the best. No, I'll say that. All right, you you I, your review of half of a keg of three that poof that let that let me. I'm at, right I I call it like a half a keg of like natty ice. Mm-hmm. Not how many? Oh, sorry. I was gonna say how many. Uh, uh, Floridian uh, day robes would you give it? Ooh. How soft are the day robes? I'm saying they're made made of silk. They're good. These are these are very nice robes. I'd these give are it, very nice. I'd give it one robe out of seven. Wow. Oof. That's a little intense, but I just But they're nice robes. They're nice robes. <laughs> and like this movie doesn't deserve that many nice things. Ooh, wow, okay. I'm I'm just here. Speaking my truth. So no, I hey, can that's, do. What, that's what we want. That's what we want for this podcast. Only truth. <laughs> no spin. No, no movie spin zone here. Mm-hmm. Nope. There's no fake news here. What is fake news? Exactly. But yeah. So Alamo Draft House has their own their own streaming platform now. <laughs> Thank you for getting away from that last topic. No, no problem. Uh, all yeah. the movies cost money. Parasite is on there for $10, though. And you can rent it for $4. Yeah, and if you have Hulu, you have Parasite as well. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. They're also doing movies in, like, six packs. So mm-hmm. you can buy a six pack of, like, comedy or a six pack of uh, Mind Melter movies. Or... And you have, do you know, do you have them then for good? Or is it you're just renting? So you can buy, you can rent the six pack for $13 mm-hmm. or buy it for 42 Okay. Though so I'm always wondering when I see those, like, ah, six movies for 40 bucks. I'm like, yeah, but, like. 
three of those movies you can get at Walmart in the dollar bin. So it's like, ah, where's this? Oh, where's all this money coming from? But this is art to... house. They don't they don't go to Walmart. You're right. You're right. All art house. That's true. They have an entire category called Ozploitation, which is all Australian movies from back in like when Australia in the seventies, where it was like when hip. they just first got cameras, like hip to be like to make Australian movies. One called Strike of the Panther. Mm-hmm. One called Day of the Mad- Panther. Panther is, is Mad Max in there? Oh, that's see. an Australian film. No, it's Edward <sighs> John Stazak, John Stanton, and Rowena Wallace. I've never heard of yeah. any of these people. And Strike of the Panther ups the action, fight scenes, and absurdity, courtesy of cultsploitation.com. Yeah, there's some great... I like, I'm not, like I said earlier, I'm not an art house guy, for no. what it's worth. But you look at some of these movies, and you're like, there's some interesting people in the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me try to... I've just, I just saw one for a movie that... I just want to read a little bit of the synopsis. Yeah. This is called R100. Um, I want to read the synopsis. The man is chased by dominatrix, dominatrix through Tokyo, and each one possesses a special talent. Special. Jeez. Um, and he has to kill all of them. This is an art house movie, apparently. No, I think you just read my, my day planner. Um, oh, sorry. sorry. Sorry about that. Hey, no, it happens. I sometimes leave it out by accident. Um, but yeah. Th- there's a lot. And what, what was that one called again? Uh, R100. For it's R100. like R100. According to the, this, it's R100. The title is a riff on the Japanese movie rating system, which whose equivalent to NC17 is R18. Mm-hmm. And it's directed by Hitoshi Matsumoto, who did Big Man Japan and Simbo, one of Japan's most preeminent and beloved comedic talents. Hmm. Yeah. Another, I'll read a blurb as I read a blurb for the last Ozploitation movies. I appreciate R100 that. R100 is a hilarious, bizarre, and hypnotic ride that is absolutely unforgettable. Think Eyes Wide Shut mixed with the game, seen through a comedic Japanese lens, and you're on the right track. Courtesy of Harrison Dang from EasternKicks.com. Ooh, that was a great description yeah, from EasternKicks.com. We're working it. We're working it over here. But mm-hmm. Alma, like, I just think it's so interesting that all these companies, especially Alma Draft House, which we don't have one of these in Massachusetts. No, it's that, it's one of those theaters you can get food, watch a movie, especially some of these art house films, as they're called. Oh, uh, but we got a Cinema One pub on Route One in Attleboro. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think of any other movie theater. I mean, like every like showcase that. now has like a lounge that you can go. Like, that's true, but that's pricey. <laughs> I just it it sneaks up on you. They're like, here's one free drink voucher. You're like, sweet. What's how much is the second drink? Fourteen dollars. Hey. Well, look at the movie theater out by me. It's like you get up in the elevator. There's like an entire restaurant outside the movie theater. That you're like, do you want food? It's like, I don't want mozzarella sticks before I go sit down for this two and a half hour movie. Yeah. I remember I saw, what movie did I see with a few friends? And we went like showcase, had drinks beforehand, then sat down, got food and more drinks. By the time the movie started, I was like, I can't focus. Like, I can't watch a movie now. Like we've been like, I'm like, we just went out for like dinner and drinks essentially. And now you want me to like watch a movie for the first time with like, and try and fo- I was so, I was like, I got to see this movie a second time now. Well, it's not like you're going back to someone's house. It's like, Oh, come back. Like we'll watch it. Like we'll throw on Netflix. We'll hang out. Like we'll smoke, whatever. Yeah. It's like, then all of a sudden you're in a place and you're like, Oh God, I'm like out in public. Well, I never mind being uh, drunk in public. It was more. So I was like, oh, now I have no idea how to keep up with like, cause the characters are talking fast. And you're just like, Oh wait, what? Huh? And then you're 15 minutes down the road and you're like, 
what are they even looking for right now? We don't want to talk to anybody because you're, you're like, you're in a movie theater. Shh. That's like when it was like in college, like funny to go to go go to the movie theater with like a couple shots and like a McDonald's cup and fill it with Coke and like hang out. You can't get drunk and watch movies. It just doesn't help. Like if you're trying the to first pay, time. Yeah, exactly. If you're trying to pay attention to a movie. This is why I fell asleep during Doctor Strange. Like, because, you know, trying to go to the movies intoxicated, not a great idea. Yeah. Doesn't help. Does not help one bit. Especially not Doctor Strange. No, so many moving things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, let's throw some big kind of ideas at you, like multiverse and spirits and uh, magic. And you're like, poof. Yeah, right. I shouldn't have had that second Long Island. Like, why is this happening to me right now? Yeah. But, hey, this is the future of movies. We got to got to follow along with it yeah i know it's weird because i because i like kind of back to where we started off like tenant i know won't i wouldn't be shocked if christopher nolan puts in his like contract he's like you can't release the movie unless i give the approval to release it because he doesn't want it to be released at home like his movies are made to be in a theater so like that's what i'm i want to see it because you after a while it kind of gets a little tiring just sitting in your couch over and over again watching like movie after movie you want to be engulfed by a screen and sucked in where you can't like be distracted by anything and look away yeah so hopefully hopefully soon movie theaters are going hopefully theaters. soon i mean i know so you're did you see that baker charlie baker our governor published i was just gonna today? talk about that i was just gonna mention it yeah i saw it so things are slowly starting to open back up restaurants won't be for a minimum three weeks though i saw it in the same article and in the I read some of the plan. I didn't see all of it. I read more articles about it. But that even bars, though, like bartenders, won't be back until like it'll be like restaurants are open, but bars still aren't open. I think when they say bars, I think they mean like bar bars, like not restaurant bars, but like I don't know because I was thinking about that the day. I'm like, well, you can't control the bar doesn't have reservations, and like I can't. I honestly can't just put five chairs at the bar because that just looks it, – it'll look, it'll look so depressing. Like I won't be able – I wouldn't be able to work if I just had five chairs at my bar. Just just going bouncing left and right to different people. Hi, how are you? So I think like maybe when you come to the restaurant, I'll be able to serve you alcohol. But I don't think I'll be able to have bar guests still if, if we open up in three weeks. That's still – at this moment, that's up in the air. Agreed. Which I – I like that in Baker's address. It was multiple multiple times. Be like, everything. This is all the minimum. Like none of this is like set in stone. Like so, and I think restaurants specifically. He was a very like hesitant. Like this will be the first thing that I'm going to push off yep. if needed. But yeah, it'll be just it'll just be very very weird if I have to go to work and just make drinks but not have a single guest. I'll do so much pacing because <laughs> I have nothing to do. Your bar will be the most organized. Mm, I don't know about that, All but right. I tried. I'll get a lot of cardio in. No cardio, my old oh, bars are actually phase three. Bars or restaurants? Bars, restaurants are phase two. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so th- that's what I think. Bars in restaurants will still have to abide by that because you can't. You can, like like I said, like you can't just put five chairs at the bar, and you can't put all the chairs. And expect people to be like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, you have to leave. Like, yeah, you, people will probably be very courtesy, but you can't control that because then people are still going to come up after the seats are filled. And like, oh, can I sit here? Be like, no, you can't sit there. No, Stay and you away. can't have people. And you can't also have people going up to the bar. Like, if there's a wait, you know, we want to be on a situation where we're on a wait now. But like, you can't have people going up to the bar. Like, hey, can I grab a, a beer while I wait for my table? It's like, no. Now there's too many people around. Go sit outside. 
Yeah. You need to get like little like hockey puck lights on the back of every chair that like if someone's sitting there it turns red. If someone gets up for too long it turns green. Scuba, I want more beers on draft and you think like I can't get more beers on draft and you're thinking of like, hey, management, can we get lights on the chairs that will distinguish when we're sat or not? No. I think we could execute that faster than more draft lines. You co- you come in and set it up, okay? I want more draft. I because I'm tired of people being like you only got that for draft and going like, it's, why are you looking at me like I'm the guy setting everything up? If you thought we're bringing in a shadow keg, you can just hide it under the, under the bar and just pour people yeah. uh, like keg line beers. Why do you think my last name is Longhorn, everybody? Like, I'm not the one making any of these decisions. Allegedly. No. No, I'm not making any decisions. Allegedly. So Korean baseball's back. Among other yes. sports. So... You and I were, in the, when it were chatting the other day about Korean baseball because it's back. We actually picked two teams to support. Um, yes. I did not do my job and watch any Korean baseball. That's on me. I, I have the Wyrens. The Wyrens is my team. I had the Twins. So hopefully we'll have updates for you in future weeks of our, of our KBO watching capabilities. But they're, uh, they're playing with no fans. Yeah. Which I think it's is crazy. Weird. But we have NASCAR as recent as yesterday. Racing, no fans, mm-hmm. and golf. Yeah, and I saw actually something. I saw a commercial today. Um, they're doing a golf tournament. Tiger Woods, Phil Nicholson, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. Really? Yeah, and it's going to be televised. I was on, when I saw the commercial, I'm like, I'm watching this. This is going to be great. That's awesome. Because first off, just Tiger Woods and Phil Nicholson playing, awesome. That, that's going to be good. But then you got Tom Brady and Peyton Manning there. And you know Peyton is going to just be like, I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to probably talk during all of this and just shoot the shit. They're going to gamble the entire time. It's going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. But under their, they'll probably, it'll be not, a, they'll prove like you can't say it on, on, on air because that'll be like a legal system. I just looked up, by the way, um, the Wyrens versus the Twins yep. on uh, Thursday, May 14th. Twins won three to two. All right. All right. Yeah. We're, we're coming back. Mm-hmm. We're coming back. Oh, are you? Yeah. I think so. Well, just letting so you know, your team had the one error of the game, too. So, It's baseball. And you only had four hits. We had a, The Twins, we had three. I mean, no, not three. Eleven. We had three runs. I was like, we only had three hits? That's... Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. you know, 5.30 in the morning, this tomorrow morning, I'll be watching my Wyrens versus the, uh, the Kiwoom Heroes. So, I'll see you there. And right. I can place prop bets through DraftKings right now. So that's, that's wild. This is where we're at as a gambling country that we have to bet no. on our Korean baseball leagues. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I think something I, I saw a clip the other day of a game ending in a balk-off. Instead of a walk-off home run, it was a balk-off. Okay. The pitcher balked, and that causes – is like, oh, all the runners have to advance, and there was a guy at third. So that's what ended the game. Oh. Which is very rare, and like you in the video, you see the pitcher, and like he's you can see him like getting very like upset. And I'm like, oh, I can feel for him because like, you know, he didn't mean the balk, and he of course is like, that's how we lose. Like we lose because I just took an extra. Ah, no, I took oh. one crow hop and it's over. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, no, I did see something the other day. It was like, can someone explain to me what like balking like is? Yeah, and it was like 13 comments, but each one was like legal terms that don't actually mean anything. You know what I mean? Where, like, you're talking, but nothing has, like, any actual weight to it. It's like, a balk is when the pitcher's motion motions to an offensive batter's motion. And you're like, huh? 
And like underneath, he's like, no, let me clear that up. It's because the pitcher's motion is not an action, but when it should be an object. And like, you're like, oh my God, I don't know. That's yeah. literally just a, like a Bach off to me is basically just playing chicken. You're playing chicken. Yeah. And, you know, in chicken matches, sometimes you lose. That's true. So, you know, not everything goes your way. No. So no one told you life was going to be this way. Amen. Yeah. That's um, Joey314. Joey314. So I've realized there was a quintessential television show in the mid to late 2000s. Yes. Called Doomsday Preppers. Yes. Are you familiar? Vaguely. I didn't, I didn't grow up watching it. Or Sorry, guys. I got to head out. Doomsday Preppers is about to air. Well, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I did watch it when it was on the air a little bit. Cause... That's, why, that's why I didn't say it, because it's on Netflix. Because they'd be like, yeah, Shane, of course it's going to premiere. It's on at all times. It's Netflix. So you got it like, so have you, but have you seen an episode or anything like that? Yes. So you are aware that these people are like, I'm preparing for the next global financial crisis. Yep. And I bought a bunker in Michigan and bought my own stuff to reload bullets. And this is how I'm going to survive. So I was thinking about this the other day. We're in a pandemic right now. It's very unfortunate. It's very, you know, it's, it's awful. We're, it's, yep. You know, yep. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. A lot. It's just a terrible situation. But I think back to all the doomsday prepper people who were like, you know, just in case. Mm-hmm. I've got my, like, my farm and my shotguns and all and like this. 40 cans of pineapple yeah. slices. Like, 65 cans of cherry tomatoes in water. Yep, you're right. I got 74 boxes of SpongeBob Kraft mac and cheese. And I... It's cheaper. Much cheaper. Expires in two years, but it's fine. It's fine. It's coming. When I was doing my grandparents' groceries the other day, I was trying to find mac and cheese, and the only one that I saw was, like, Shrek or something like that. And I was like, I can't get them this, because they'll, they'll... I will get a call being like, Shane, what are we eating? Like, it's Shrek mac and cheese. Why did you do this to us? It tastes the same! Yeah. So but, I've been just I've been thinking about this and it's like we always like the the apocalypse and everything has always been portrayed as like this I am legend type situation. Mm-hmm. Which I was, you know, I, I'm the first to admit, you know, I left my apartment, headed out to the burbs, like because I was worried about like the city shutting down completely when this happened. And yeah. now we all know like, hey, everyone can still get their Amazon packages, it just takes an extra day. Yeah. So that's why I think like the COVID prepping is so much different than doomsday prepping. Well, from what we saw, everyone prepped the wrong way. Everyone's like, we need toilet paper. It's like, no, just get like a lot of bread. Yeah, you need a, a lot fair of flour. Amount. Yeah, but that's, I think the difference, well, the difference between doomsday preppers and, and COVID preppers really is like doomsday preppers are usually prepping for like something super kind of obscure to happen. Yep. Like this is for when the bats, you know, actually it's the coronavirus <laughs> is a flu basement. This is when the turtles revolt. Like that's what they're prepping for. <laughs> But they're also, like, they don't have a date that they're, like, working towards. COVID preppers, it was like, oh, like, this kind of disease is, like, it's kind of spreading. It's, like, when this all started, like, it was still fairly, like, buzzing. Like, oh, a couple people have it now. People were like, I need all of the toilet paper. It's like, what? No. Give me all of your paper towels right now. Yeah. I just, what I would love is I wish I, like, could go to one of those people's houses. And I would actually like it better if it's, like, they're not actually just storing a lot. They legitimately always use that much and they just looked bad during all of this 
Like so Jimmy's like going to the house. bathroom, just grabs a roll and comes back out with an empty roll. Yeah, with like the just the tube. Like that's the that's that family. So they're more like all those families that week went out. They're like, we just we just thought we'd get it now because we thought there wouldn't be any. Oh my god, we didn't think it'd be like an issue, and everyone would notice we have like toilet paper problems. So you've heard, you've seen like the the money printer go burn machine uh, machine memes, right? Uh, kind of, yeah. Where it's like it's the financial memes where it's like, oh, what's it? markets crashing? What's money machine go burn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were talking to a group the other day, and someone's like, oh yeah, you know, you're just in the bathroom, you hear the toilet paper machine go burr when someone's just spiraling out way too much toilet paper. That's how those <laughs> people live. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like the most random shit was being sold out in stores, like toilet paper. Yeast. All of a sudden, everyone's a bread maker. Good for them. Yeah. Flour. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, like things. These kind of make sense. Like staples make sense. Mm-hmm. But I was waiting for someone to start panic buying. Like, wait, did you just say staples? Like flour is oh. a staple. Oh, okay. I think you meant like actual staples. I'm like, why is that? Why no, would, but why imagine you... if people started panic buying staples. How hysterical would that be? Exactly. Yeah. Like I kind of just think like right now if we were just like because it's now kind of why like not why it's it's a pandemic. It's ongoing, mm-hmm. but people are starting to reopen. Things are becoming like back to back to like openness, right? I yes. want to like buy a send a bulk order to like six different staples just for like three ring binders, and see what happens. And then everyone else starts catching on. Like, oh, we need. Uh, hey, hey, honey, when you when you leave work tonight, go pick up some binders. Yeah, get, get some binders. Like, get uh, I don't know. Get mm, let's see, sponges. Like, I don't know, like something random. Something that's well, like sponges. Actually, people have been cleaning. Like, all the cleaning products are gone too. So, like, right. if sponges disappear, I wouldn't be like, oh, what? I'd be like, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, candles. No, candles <laughs> are like a normal thing right, in case the power goes out. Yeah, but I mean, are people buying all of those candles? And candles are expensive too. I mean, do you think you need Yankee candles in a disaster? Well, I mean, I want the house to smell nice. Okay, all right. Well, I, I guess if you don't have the toilet paper. You need the house to smell nice. Exactly. And you can use that wax. You can make more candles. Stuff. You can make more candles with the wax. Um, you can wax yourself with the wax, just in case. Yeah. Because if the barbershops are closed, you just wax yourself. Actually, speaking of, the barbershops have been closed for a while. How's your hair doing? Oh, it's super long. Yeah. Like, I definitely need a haircut. But now that I know I have another three weeks, weeks to not go to work, I'm like, I'm still going to grow it now. Oh, that is... <laughs> can you yeah. go mullet? Well, actually, that's the funny thing. is like it's, The back of it isn't getting too long. It's just the top of it is so long. Like... I can do like almost like a I can do like a samurai bun. Like I could look like a cool samurai right now. I'd have to shave the sides of the back because yep. that's just like looks patchy. But like I could do a cool like if I shaved the sides of the back, you'd be like, oh, 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 don't mess with that guy. Shades he, on. He's yeah. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to cultural appropriate by saying Shane son Allegedly. or Sifu Shane. Uh, but I would go by that. Yes, and I would you know because I would I, you know correct. Uh, people if i thought they said things uh wrong would you and i'd also oh you first oh no i was after you i was gonna say that and i'd also like over pronunciate like japanese words like if i were talking about gosa tsushima i'd be like gosa tsushima i would do stuff like that so be like just say it shane don't you don't have to say it like that don't appropriate yeah exactly i'll have a um salmon roll no could you right now go full jimmy with your hair Probably. I could probably do it. Will you show the people? Well, I'd have to 
Actually, here's the thing. I don't have, like, any hair gel now. Because, like, that's what we should do. We just bulk buy hair gel. <laughs> well, I, like, I got zero right now because I haven't had to, like, go out and have, like, I've been wearing a baseball cap pretty much every single day since all this started. So, like, I haven't had once to, like, comb it except to be like, oh, cool. There's, like, I'm getting knots in my hair. That's how long it's starting to get. Wow. Yeah. You need some mane and tail then. <laughs> nah. <laughs> And I use conditioner once every like six months because I got a two in one shampoo. So, you know, the conditioner is already in there. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't have a dry scalp because it's head and shoulders. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the, yeah, that's, that's some shampoo right there. Oh, yeah, man. It's got eucalyptus leaves in it. So it kind of burns for a second, but like in a good way. I want eucalyptus hanging in my shower. You have, wait, you, you just have actual eucalyptus leaves in your shower? Yeah, if you buy it from, like, Trader Joe's, you hang it up in your shower, it smells good. Nah, bro, just get head and shoulders with eucalyptus and just smear it on the walls. Uh, so, uh, I just think about, no, no, we're not, not even. Nah, you should do it, bro. No, no. So a new TV show's on TNT this month. Yes. One of our we favorite did. movies. Yes, Snowpiercer's now a TV show. show. A Bong Joon-ho show. picture. Picture. <laughs> Sorry, I've been drinking Great old fashioned. I think it's, it's getting to me. Yeah, that's not good. Don't worry. But terrific great movie. movie, Snowpiercer. We both watched the first episode of Snowpiercer, the TV series. Oh, you did watch it. I did. Did you not watch it? I watched it. I watched it last night. Oh, okay, good. So the so the premise in the movie, if you have never seen Snowpiercer, is that the world has become frozen over. And now everyone lives on a train. There are the high society people at the front of the train. And then there's people that are essentially like homeless people at the tail of the train. So in that movie, they're called tailies. Exactly. Um, In the movie, you follow Chris Evans character, uh, Curtis, as he leads a revolution to work up to the front of the train to take over the train. Um, This movie takes place about, I think, 13 years before the movie. Because it takes place like that movie takes place 20 years after the event. And this takes anyway. So this follows, um, what's his name? Uh, the actor, uh, David, uh, he plays the character Layden, but the actor is, uh, David Diggs, who was in Hamilton. He plays a former homicide detective who lives in the tale, who's brought up to solve a murder of one of the third class citizens. And meanwhile, there's people in the tale that want to cause, want a revolution as well. They're trying to get out of it because they're, they're, they're not taken care of. They're not fed. They, we learn that, um, they are being, uh, sterilized. So they can't have more kids. So I like the premise of the show in the sense that he's a homicide detective and he has to solve a murder. Yep. That to me is like, okay, I like that. That's, that's separating it from the movie. But like my two biggest problems really are like, well, it's a prequel. So we know it is a prequel. Yeah. So we know at the end of the day, the movie still has to happen, but also is more, my takeaway was like, well, I don't now once the murder is solved, is this if this is just a one season show? I think I'll really enjoy it. I my fear is it's this already will become, been renewed for a second season. See, that's kind of I'm worried this will be kind of something like almost Walking Dead in the sense where it just keeps going, but like there's only so much you can do. Like the Walking Dead is great, but like you know, at the end of the day, it's like this is all zombies. Unless the final season is like we cure zombies, it's like it has. To, so yeah, right. I will. It also. It's not to really dig at the show too much going in, and I want to hear what you say, but, like, one line that I loved, like, they're all, like, arguing why they should have a, re- a revolution, and one guy is like, yeah, I want to have a kid. I'm the last Australian. I would have been like, dude, 
this is like the end of the world. We're all living in like the slums, and you're like, I want to bring a kid in right now. Nah, shut up. You shut up. Yeah, you don't get a vote anymore. All right, but I want to know what you thought. I thought it was good. All right, so I uh, I jumped in it like last night. I watched Billions, and I was like, oh shit, Snowpiercer came out tonight. I should watch that. We were going to talk about it on the episode today. So the show opens with like a great little graphic novel entry. Mm -hmm. About the train. Pretty cool. Thought it was great. And then you kind of actually see what happens. So the movie covers like, hey, like, we really fucked up the earth. We accidentally froze it mm-hmm. over. Mr. Wilford created the train. People got on the train. This kind of covers like the messy middle of that where it's like uh, the wealthy got on the trains. The poor people didn't. The poor people broke onto the train. And that's how the tale happened. Yeah. And actually, which is you first. Oh, it's just interesting. <laughs> like. That's how it happened. Is like you see that in the first opening moments of the movie are very visceral in that regard. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of axes. I don't understand why axe is the weapon on a train, but it is. I, th- I think the reason the axe is the weapon on the train because like they have to conserve ammo so they can. Yeah. Because even in the movie Snowpiercer, that's kind of a big thing. Is like I don't think they have bullets anymore. I think they've used up all the bullets and like all the guards are just holding them. And they're like really like yeah, they're not like being cautious with the guns they're just kind of holding them so i think that's why all the characters use axes because they're like well we can't start shooting because then we're going to be out of bullets by tomorrow i will say something that i really enjoyed in the show which they do touch upon in the movie is uh our main character uh laden he's like oh look at all you guys with all this food like look at all this stuff the characters that are higher up in charge make sure to stress no this is all like balanced like you tailenders were never supposed to be here so everything we do is trying to like keep everything a lot and like uh jennifer conley's character shows a strawberry like this is 16 grams of sugar this is 25 calories this is all this is like and if we get like if we get rid of this strawberry that's more important than getting rid of all of you so i liked that they're really stressing that which that was something that kind of i don't want to say was ignored in the movie but they kind of briefly kind of like touch upon it like oh, the reason we only have sushi once a year is because you know we'd have we wouldn't have enough sushi and like oh yeah okay got it yeah cool cool I mean, it makes sense, right? When you're like in an enclosed ecosystem like yeah. that. So I thought it was they bring in those ration bars, mm-hmm. and that was like in the movie, like already a, a thing. Yes, right. The Nutra bars mm-hmm. and how they're made mm-hmm. and how gross it is. And I think kind of actually a fun, kind of like a fun thing for that is in the movie you learn how, what those uh, nutrition bars are made out. In the show, I doubt you'll ever learn because in the movie it's like a big revelation. Like, oh my god, this is what they're made of. Um, yep. So that at least kind of was a little fun thing for me or for any other person seeing it's like, oh, they're never going to know what those, like, we all know what that is. Oh, I mean, they might, I feel like later on in the seasons, they might, cause like you need something, but at the same time, like no one in the tale during the movie knows. Mm-hmm. So like, you kind of think of them doing continuity, like six or however many years later, you know, it wouldn't have gotten back there. Yeah. Well, here's some thinking of, and this might be slight spoilers for the first episode, but I don't think it'll, it won't ruin the series or the movie either. So at the end of the episode, Jennifer Conley, who plays uh, Melanie Cavill, who's kind of like the hospitality leader of the... Yep. Um, the mm-hmm. voice of the train. Um, at the end of the episode, we learn that she's addressed by as Mr. Wilford, who is supposedly the creator of yep. the train and all that. So we're kind of now led to believe, okay, she's actually secretly in charge. She's, quotation, Mr. Wilford. But in the movie, yep. we've met Mr. Wilford. So I have either two theories that Milford, Mr. Wilford is just a title just passed down or there's actually secretly like two trains 
because Permi kept being oh. like, like, um, I can't think of his John Hurt. Um, he's in the movie as like a longtime leader of the people on the train to help like keep like the balance. But I'm like, well, where is he? Like, he should be here in, in this movie. Like, we should see him, or at least even if he's not like in charge, he should be like a character. So part of me is now thinking like, yeah. what if there's two trains, and that's gonna be like the big oh. season reveal at the end. And it's like, oh, Mr. Wolford's not on this train. He's on the other one. And it's like, oh, okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. Because I'm like, what is this? But would it be a lie or would it be real? I don't know. Mostly because the other thing was, at, at the end of the episode, you see the front of the train. And you see, like, there's a, a compartment you can look out of it. But in the movie, we went to the yep. front of the train. And you couldn't see out. You were just, it, and it wasn't even, you couldn't even steer. It was just like, okay, this is the front of the train. Like, this is just, it's just my room. Yeah. So it kind of got me thinking. They'd be like, oh, maybe there's two trains. And like... That'll be a big reveal at the end. It's like there's more people, and then if there now that there is a second season, maybe that'll be the second season. Be like, we gotta try and catch up to the other train so we can meet up with those people. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot yes. going on because right, it's basically essentially a yes. cop show right now. It's a cop show. Which did you think it was interesting that they have like the little subway built into the train? I, I did, but it, it definitely my big kind of a problem with that with the first movie is not knowing how long the train was. They at least established in this that it's a thousand and one cars so it's like okay it's a very long train so when you see like their subsystem of little carts that they can get around the train faster it made sense yep but at the same time i was just like okay cool like you have a a subway system on the train like (laughs) interest you gotta get around right but i it was just one of those things where i'm just like okay that's something we never saw in the movie and it was like another thing that kind of makes me go like, okay, but who maybe is two trains? Cause like we never, it was never established. And by the movie, the characters seem to know a fair amount about the train, like not everything, but they like, Oh, it's got this, this, and this. Yep. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It's, I at least like that the premise is essentially a murder mystery. Had it been just like a, a movie or a show rather about just two classes warring with each other. I don't think I'd ever care enough. At least putting a mur- yeah, murder but... mystery is like, okay, there's something that I want to keep track of throughout the season. Well, they build it well, right? The murder mystery is then somehow tied to Leighton's like, former lover who somehow escaped the tale. Well, it wasn't, it's less that it was the person, the second murder or the murder that we're investigating was just a friend of hers. It's less a, yeah. Okay. And because the friend, because she was a friend of the murder victim, that's why they were questioning her, like, you probably killed him. And then she mentioned, like, no, yep. um, he talked to my ex. He's a, he's a former homicide detective. Which I then also like that the other two security guards, he's like, whoa, you guys aren't cops? And he's like, he's used to play football. And he's like, midfielder. I'm like, and that's actually pretty funny <laughs> that, like, uh, the soccer players now does security because it's like, ah, we don't have cops. Yep. But I'll, I'll watch a couple more episodes. I don't know if this is going to be, like, going to catch me enough. I don't know. I think I'll give this like three episodes, four total. If it, if yeah. something by then doesn't really like hook me into it, or maybe some more revelations that either like explain some stuff, like this whole Jennifer Connelly being Mr. Wilford, like if that isn't explained, I think soon enough, I don't think I'll be able to keep going just because I'll be like, all right. <laughs> and now already knowing that there's a second season greenlit, that makes that kind of makes me more like, because I don't know. So, I'm reading right now the the original graphic novel, uh, like Wikipedia mm-hmm. page. 
in the in this spoiler alert, there is a second train. Ah, uh, did I? Wow, I didn't know. Ooh, did I just kind of like guess the whole seat? Wow. But here's oh, the no thing. Way. So it looks like it looks like the somehow the, I don't know the train. It's there's a lot going on. Yeah. So, but there's a second train involved. So you mm-hmm. never know. We could have we you know Snowpiercer might have gone one way around the world and another train might have gone around the other way. Never the two yeah. shall meet. That or it's like just right in front of it. <laughs> They're drafting behind. No. There's an alternate position, but. Pardon me. It's just, it's a very good show. I think I have a lot of high ups for it. I think I'll give it the whole season. I'll give it. Which is ambitious, but I think I'll give I will. it three or four episodes. I, I kind of, watching this first episode, I liked certain bits, but the, also the kind of thing, like the director, Bong uh, Jun Ho, he makes Snowpiercer so great. There's a lot of great, like yep. one thing, there's a great uh, little pers- uh, retrospective about the movie on every frame of painting called Left or Right and how. You'll always follow the main character, Curtis, as he's moving through the train, moving from left to right. Only a few times does it go back from right to left because, like, oh, he's his turmoil is thinking back onto the tail end of the train. Stuff like that adds so much yep. to the story um, and makes the film so much grander. When I was watching this show, I just kept being like, this feels it feels procedural. It feels like a show. But I'm definitely going to give it a few episodes. Be like, OK, give me like I won't give me something I can sink my teeth into. Like a couple episodes in, and I think yep. I'll really be bought into it. Um, but we didn't have this on Runner. I kind of wanted to quickly talk about because this is a TV show based off movie. Um, we usually you get like movies based off of TV. I just wanted to go down a few list of other shows that are like based off of movies, and not yes, a lot like really work well. Like Fox had the Lethal Weapon show; it went for a few seasons, but it quickly f- kind of fell apart because one, the lead actor was like was having trouble with the cast and then he left and then Sean William Scott came on. And then um, uh, Damian Waynes was like, I'm kind of old. I don't want to do this show anymore. And they're like, but you're the only other. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> I was looking at like a list of shows that are based off of movies. Only a few really, I feel stuck out that like work. Like Fargo is a great example of something that's Fargo is yep. a great example. Um, you might not have been a big fan or ever watched it, but Stargate SG one is based off of Stargate. The movies, the show I really enjoyed. It lasted a few seasons and it was kind of fun and interesting stuff like that. Um, What's another one that I just... Oh, uh, Wet Hot American um, Summer, 10 Years Later, that's... is a series based <laughs> off a movie, and that's fantastic. But not a lot... I, it's interesting. People have like, tried to do that. Shooter was a movie, and then they turned that into... Yep, yeah, I don't, Shooter. I, don't, I don't, never watched it. I'm the Shooter. Yeah. Oh, is Mark Wahlberg going to be in it? No. Westworld is another one. Oh, it's, it's a movie turned into a show. So just a very weird yep. concept to me. To be like, how do you stretch two hours into 26 hours now. But I think that's like the joy of having the length of time mm-hmm. in television is that you get the ability to build on like the existing world the movie mm-hmm. creates, right? So like it built you build on all like the little nuances from the movie and you can retcon certain things, but you can also like blossom mm-hmm. certain things. The list I'm looking at right now, the number one uh TV show based off of a movie. Do you want to take a quick guess if you can think of anything off the top of your head? Uh, Friday no. Night Lights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Didn't think about that. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah Shane, that is Entourage. It was. It no, was a TV, TV show. Sh- then that became a TV yeah. show movie. 
Though you could argue because Entourage is supposed to be based off of like Mark Wahlberg's life, and he made mm. movies. You could argue it's a show based off of a movie. Possibly. Yeah. There are there are options. So one last thing I want to touch yeah. on tonight: the A twenty four auction. Something we discussed early on in this quarantine mm-hmm. situation, where people were, you know, trying to donate and make charitable donations and get things rolling. So right now there are ge- there are items from two movies. One is yep. Uncut Gems. We've got some great items from there, and also from mm-hmm. Lighthouse. I think is the. Can movie. I get one of Willem Dafoe's farts in a jar from Lighthouse? Is that being auctioned? Uh, let me double check. Oh. Uh, no, you can get his pipe. Ooh, how much is that going for right now? I think two Ooh. grand. You can get the light from the like lighthouse. The lighthouse's light? Yes. That's pretty big. Uh, that would be 80000 Yeah. Hey, hon, you got that new car for us, right? Nope. Got us a light. Would you like to know how big I'm it gonna is? I'm going to just say 10 feet tall. It is 6 foot tall by 4 foot oh, wide. Oh, what? I'm Really? Wow. I'm, I'm taller and I can be wider than that. if I, I could wrap my arms around it. It, it weighs... Ooh, I don't know if my hardwood floor can hold that weight. Exactly. Yeah. It weighs roughly, or no, right now it's <laughs> you just said worth. It was, said the weight. Sorry, it's currently worth like a hundred dollars a pound. Damn. So, but yeah, some interesting stuff from the lighthouse. I never saw the movie, but I've I've read about it. I think it's a pretty cool movie. I should yeah, watch it. Same. But uncut gems. Let's just dive in. There are like eighteen items. The Furby that he shows Kevin Garnett with the with the flippy mm-hmm. eyes, uh, thirteen thousand right now. Yours, yours for only thirteen thousand. Do you want a race car bed from the movie? Um, I kind of would like a race car bed from the movie. That'll be twenty five hundred dollars, sir. Right? Dang. Do you want a a Ratner family portrait? I would love a Ratner family portrait. Yours for the low, low price of nine hundred and fifty. That's not that bad. That's how big is the portrait? Uh, it's framed, mm-hmm. looking like within the frame, twelve inches by ooh, ten inches. Ooh, that's a good size photo. Can, do you know? Do you know what yep. I'd be able to get it out of the frame? Can I put it in my own frame if I wanted? I think so, but it looks like it's been framed a little bit like off skew. Mm-hmm. So that's probably because the character, his life. True, mm-hmm. probably or just a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you like the the duffel bag that he uses to give the money to his uh, his mistress to go oh, make I, the bet? Mm-hmm. I would love that. I would also. Um, I'm also looking at it right now. I want his glasses, which are going for two thousand dollars. His glasses would be cool, but I think you have to wear them everywhere. Oh, I would. I'd also have to. Actually, I don't know if they're prescription. I don't know because I don't know if Adam Stanley wears glasses, and if he does, I feel like he'd be like, "Oh, we'll just get my prescription the glasses." So, would you wear glasses or the sunglasses? Um, oof, that's a good question. Um. Because the sunglasses have these wonderful little like hooks in them to like stick in his hair. Um, I don't. I think I'd just go with the glasses, not the sunglasses, just because uh, I like my sunglasses to be more rectangular. These sunglasses are very uh, circular. That makes me. I always feel like the Matrix when I'm in any. If I wear like circular sunglasses, yeah, feel very nineties and like. Let me hack in. I'll be in there. I hate the mainframe. Yeah. What's my call sign? Oh, it's called race car wig. Oh, race car wig! Oh man, are you the one that knocked down the Times Square billboard? I am. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. The Michael Jackson pendant is $8,700. So a ton of good options here if you're into some, mm-hmm. you know, safety movement. I am. You know me. Always looking for my safety brother's memorabilia. Oh, I know your collection is It is. Very I nice, have a couple so. dirty plates from their house. Uh, so... How'd you get those, Shane? I went to their house, and I was like, can I have some dirty plates? They are very laxed, those two. Just super generous Not about even, it, too. No, I wouldn't even say generous. Just, like, they kind of just shrugged, and were like, what if... Exactly. Ex- okay. There was two other people in the kitchen. I had to fight <laughs> for the plates. I, I wanted a mug, but they... they uh, let me tell you, that guy, he can throw a punch. So I just got some dirty plates. I think they had pasta that Not night. Bad. It was good. It was good. Good plates. All right. Well, I think that's it for us. This I think season. so. Hey, Scuba. Oh, Shane. Uh, oh, uh, after I was gonna you. Say, hey, Scuba, do you know any uh, places you can go and listen to us? Yeah, you can definitely listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search The Shane and Scuba oh, Steve my- Show. You can also oh. find us on our Instagram page, at Shane and Scuba oh, Steve yeah. Show. And you can also find us on, on the interwebs at the Shane and Scuba Steve Show.com. That's true. You can find us there. You can also find Shane's movie reviews. You can. On our I'm working on some. They're coming. They're coming, people. I'm telling you. Thursday. What's coming next? Uh, Thursday is coming. No. When, uh, Tuesday. Okay. Wow. Tuesday is coming next. I have no idea what day it is. Um, what's coming next? I got I'm putting that bad education one together. I'm putting that retrospective nice. of Adventures of Tintin together. Um, not, not going to do one on TNT's Snowpiercer. That's for sure. Going to wait till the end. Maybe. Probably not. Um, but yeah, I, I got to get those two out. Those are the two that have been uh, giving me some trouble. Because, uh, you know, I keep looking at pictures of Hugh Jackman when I'm writing the review. I get lost in his eyes. Yep. Those it's Australian hard eyes. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, he's Wolverine. I'd do anything for that man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one in a million right there. But yeah, you can uh, you can find us in all those places. As always, rate, review, subscribe, five stars on Apple. You Podcast. give us five stars, we'll Support give you show. five stars. We give everyone five stars. We're just mm-hmm. that lovable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, guys, have a yeah. great week. Thanks for listening. Yeah.